Good morning. I am Tiffany Tarpley in for Jerry Anderson on this Sunday, July 17th edition of Leading Edge. And I am so honored to be here with you this morning. I want to share with you a few organizations that are very kind of near and dear to me, very close to my heart, organizations that are making an awesome difference right here in Northwest Ohio. Maybe you'll find it on your heart to get involved in some way. So let's get started. Well, joining me now is Sonia Quinn. She is the Community Engagement Coordinator for NAMI Greater Toledo, as well as the Chair of the Latino Leadership Initiative and the African American Leadership Initiative. Sonia, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tiffany. It's definitely great to have you and to be able to talk about the great work that you are doing with NAMI here in the Toledo area. Talk a little bit about that work. Uh, what is NAMI? How are you working to help people in this community? Thank you. Um, NAMI is NAMI Greater Toledo. We're a national land on mental illness, and we are a resource agency that links uh, community with our community mental health um, agencies. Uh, we help them find the resources that they're looking for for their mental health needs. And so speaking specifically to these, uh, these portions, I should say, of NAMI, where you lead them, the chair of the Latino Leadership Initiative and the African-American Leadership Initiative, why is this so important? Why is it important to address particular members of our community when it comes to mental health? Um, great question. And the, the two um, committees that I do sit on as chair are very dear to me. Um, is to help um, educate our black and brown communities on mental health, to break down the stigma and the barriers that are associated with mental health. We know throughout the years and his historically that mental health and um, taking care of your mental health needs have been kind of taboo in our communities. So what we do here at NAMI is we go out in the communities, we talk and educate about mental health and the importance of it. And um, we just continue to push that to break down those stigmas and the barriers that they have in those two communities. And I know, you know, one of the ways that you all are working to do that is an initiative that is coming up, or I should say a part of the initiative, the Motherhood and Mental Health Forum. Talk a little bit about that. What can we expect that day? And when yeah, is it? That, yeah, that one is going to be great. That is our ninth annual African-American Leadership Initiative Forum. It is motherhood and mental health in our minority communities. Um, it is on uh, Friday, July 22nd, and is at the downtown main library. So when we were putting this together, we wanted to make sure that any barriers, again, that were barriers that uh, we anyone would have getting there, we can take that away because you have your buses and buses are still free due to COVID. So you have a central location that most people can get to. So that was very important to us. We have an amazing speaker. Um, we have a great panel. Uh, we just really hope people come out. We're really pushing for the community mothers to come out. Of course, we want the professionals too. I, I, I don't want to ignore them, but we really want the community moms to be there. Um, I'm talking to Naomi House now, um, the Chrysalis at Harbor. I'm trying to get them there. Just different organizations that I'm trying to partner with to make sure that those moms are able to come to hear this great message that we have. And what do you want those mothers to walk away with after they attend this conference? Uh, another great question. We just want them to walk away uh, equipped. We want them to walk away empowered. Not only are we going to have these women um, on the uh, panel sharing their own personal stories, but we're going to have the resources to give them to follow up our story. So we're not just going to talk 
we're going to make sure we have that action to give them and make sure that we have those resource pamphlets and those phone numbers and those websites or what have you to make sure that they're walking away with some tangible things in their hand. And really quickly, um, I do want to ask, you know, if there's anyone watching today and they know someone who may need help, who may need help when it comes to mental health, no matter the community, right? Um, how do they contact you or, or someone from NAMI? How do they get that help? Great. Thank you so much. Well, I'm so glad that you said no matter who the person is, because we serve the underserved population in Northwest Ohio. So anyone that's looking for any type of resource information, please call NAMI. Our number is 419 243-1119. Again, 419-243-1119. You call us and we'll get you connected with our family navigation team and they will make sure that you get the resources that you're looking for. All right. Sonia Quinn, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time to be here on Leading Edge this morning. Thank you. All right, and coming up next, how a local organization is supporting women battling gynecologic cancers. All right, so I want to get straight to our next guest. Thank you so much for tuning in to Leading Edge with Jerry Anderson. I'm Tiffany Tarpley, filling in for Jerry Anderson today. And I want to get to the ovarian cancer connection. And joining me now is board member Jeannie Wingate. Jeannie, thank you so much for taking the time. Good morning, Tiffany. Thank you for having me. Glad to be with you today. Yeah, good morning. And I'm really excited to talk a little bit more about this amazing organization right here in Northwest Ohio. Tell me a little bit about what you do. Well, I am a board member on the Ovarian Cancer Connection Board. I'm also a soon-to-be 20-year survivor of ovarian cancer, so this is really a passion of mine. And uh, so our, uh, our uh, we're a nonprofit. Uh, in Toledo, Ohio, we service Northwest Ohio, Southeastern Michigan, and we're on Airport Highway, and we are just out there to help our, not only ovarian cancer ladies, but gyne any gynecologic cancer ladies, support, uh, financial, we're just out there for the ladies, and we want to make this known to the community. Yeah, and, um, you know, congratulations to you. And being a survivor, I can only imagine how this organization helped you personally, if you in turn are now giving back and helping the organization. Talk a little bit about that. In what ways do you help women? Well, definitely. So um, I did not start with them right away. It was probably about three years after I was diagnosed that I even got involved with them. Um, I, a friend of mine at our church had also been diagnosed and she had been working with them and she encouraged me to get on board. She said, Jean, they're a wonderful group of ladies. And so I went to the meetings and just, you know, their um, enthusiasm, their passion, their, their love for the community is what I guess drew me into that. And just their mission, the mission of educating and raising awareness. And, and that's what it's all about. That's why I'm on board. I'm on the outreach committee. And it's just getting out there and educating women, especially with ovarian cancer, because um, there is no screening for ovarian cancer. It's the deadliest of all gynecological cancers. And um, there's no screening like you do with some of your other cancers. And so it's just knowing the symptoms knowing your body. And so that's what we do on the outreach committee is just get out there to health fairs. Um, if we get into employers, you know, doctor's offices, um, 
We've even been in front of med students, nursing students, and sharing our stories as survivors. And so it's just the mission of educating women and raising awareness. Yeah, mission. I, I had a time years ago when I went to the doctor and, and I thought that my yearly exam, I was getting checked for everything, right? That's but then to find out there is no screening for ovarian cancer. Correct. And that, that's, that's sort of my story. And I, that's sort of my story. I had been to my doctor six weeks earlier for my annual. I'm not medical. I assumed once I got a clear clearance on my annual, I was fine for another year. And uh, a pap test does not. Uh, is not a screening for ovarian cancer. It's only for cervical cancer. I, that was never explained to me. I did not know that. Six weeks after my appointment, I was in surgery uh, and being diagnosed with ovarian cancer. So that's what we, like I say, it's just knowing your body, knowing the symptoms and educating these ladies. When we go to these health fairs, so many of these ladies will say, oh, I didn't know that. I did not know that. I did not know that. And so anytime we're reaching one or two ladies, it's worth, I mean, that's what we're out there doing. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Um, you know, amazing, right? Today, there is the Survivors Luncheon. Talk a little bit about that. What's going to happen there? Yeah, actually, that's coming up this Sunday, July the 17th. Um, every year, uh, we've been, been doing this now for several years. Um, it's our way of, it's, it's a celebration, it's honoring our survivors of any gynecologic cancer. Um, we invite them, they are our guests. Um, they may bring somebody with them, but the survivors are our guests. And that's just a time that we can sit, um, have a meal together. Uh, we have special entertainment. Um, we inform the ladies of any updates going on in the community and with our organization. And it's just a time to honor them and celebrate them where they can sort of put their uh, doctor's appointments behind them and their treatments behind them and just enjoy the time, enjoy the day. I had the, the honor of being there last year and it, it was definitely a great time. I, I remember there was a musician. So it was a really way to kind of let go and relax. Um, right, any, right. Any other events you have coming up uh, this year? Well, that you wanna let well we do. We always have uh, the next one coming up. Uh, first of all, we will be turning the town's teal. The month of September is Ovarian Cancer Awareness Month. Um, it's a national um project where we go around the different communities, including Toledo, outside Toledo, and hang teal colored ribbons up to just rate, and they stay up all um, month long, and uh, just a way of raising awareness. So that will be taking place the end of August. And then we have two walks coming up. Uh, we've been able to open up our second office over in the Fremont area, um, ovarian cancer connection because there's such a large number of women over in that area that we service and so we also have an office over there and so they do a walk in September the 10th called the SISTAS um, OCC walk and that will take place in Fremont and then our big walk here in uh, Toledo the Ellen Jackson ovarian cancer walk is going to be taking place on September the 17th this year it's going to be out at the Buckeye Broadband um, uh, office on Oregon Road. And so that'll be new for us this year. And so that is our big event, a big, uh, to bring the community together, a big fundraiser. And uh, so that's coming up uh, then on September the 17th. And then um, in the last, uh, I think maybe three years, we've now included a glow roll. And that this year will be on Friday, October the 14th, the Mary Lou Davis glow roll. 
and um, that will we will be meeting at the Westgate Center shopping area and go from there. But any of our events, you can go to our website, which is ovariannexion.org, and you can read about the history of OCC. Um, you can uh, learn about each board member. And it will list all the events, the times, and uh, registrations when we have everything up and running, the registrations. Uh, but again, we encourage you to go to our website, ovarianconnection.org. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, Jeannie. I definitely appreciate it. And coming up, we're going to talk you. about how a local organization is helping kids reach their full potential. Thank you so much, Tiffany. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this Sunday edition of Leading Edge with Jerry Anderson. I'm in for Jerry Anderson. I'm Tiffany Tarpley, and I can't wait to introduce you to this next organization. Uh, the mission is to enable all young people, especially those who need us most, to reach their full potential as productive, caring, responsible citizens. So with that, I want to bring in Billy Mann. He is the Director of Resource Development and Communications for the Boys and Girls Clubs of Toledo. Welcome to the show, Billy. Thank you, Tiffany. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and so I'm really excited about having the organization on here, having you on here, uh, really connected when it comes to young people trying to work to inspire them. Um, how do you reach that mission? How do you achieve that mission, helping these young people reach their full potential? Sure. Well, thank you. Thank you for asking. And thank you for all that you've done uh, to inspire our young kids and come by the clubs. So that is really where most of the magic happens is in uh, pairing up our kids with adults who care uh, and, and can help mentor them and guide them through um, both the challenges that they might be facing, but then also help them celebrate their success. Uh, we find that's, that's our secret. That's our, that is our uh, number one priority is, is our staff team and making sure that they are well-trained, um, that they're inspiring, that they are engaging with those kids. Um, and when you couple that with, with programming, it can be as simple as, you know, coloring. It can be as complicated as a field trip or, you know, incentive-based programs that we do. Um, but that's the magic is really those, those adult connections uh, that we have with the kids. Um, you know, you talk about those adult connections. Um, I'm sure that comes in with staff, but that also has to come in with volunteers, people who give their time. Talk about the that. Just go into a little bit more about that, because I love hearing about that that connection between adults and children. What is it that helps them succeed? Absolutely. I think when it when a child, if they seek to seek to achieve something special with their life, if they've got a goal, a life goal, um, be that academic, be that career-wise, be that, um, you know, they want to go into the military, they want to go into a trade, they want to learn something about what they want to do with their life. Them seeing that illustrated in a mentor or an adult uh, or a, um, a fellow alumni of the Boys and Girls Club is really valuable because then they see themselves in that success. They say, I, you know what, I know Mike Bell. I know he was a mayor. I know he was a, a, a fire chief. I know that he was a fire marshal. Um, what does all that mean? And how do I get there? Because he was a club kid, just like I am right now. Um, so a big piece of what we're going to be trying to launch here in the next year or so is some alumni connections to bring those alumni back back home, back to the Boys and Girls Club to talk to our kids about what led them to their success. Um, you know, we've got Anita Lopez. She's one of our, our, our board members and volunteers with the, with the Boys and Girls Club. So how do kids see themselves in Anita? 
and and her story with with the Boys and Girls Club. Um, so I think it, it comes to being able to meet kids where they're at, tell them how they can take the steps to become uh, the successful folks that we consider, you know, part of our alumni uh, of, of the Boys and Girls Clubs of Toledo. Yeah, that's really great. Um, you know, you talked a little bit about this initiative that you want to put together and bring in. I can only imagine what it's been like adjusting, you know, during the pandemic, also adjusting really over the years, right? There are advances in technology and really new ways that you almost have to reach and meet young people. Can you talk a little bit more about how that's evolved over the years or any new uh, other programs that might be implemented? Absolutely, Tiffany. So um, <clears throat> prior to the pandemic, we were serving about 5,000 young people in the Toledo area through four clubs. Um, we opened our fifth club <clears throat> within the last two years. And uh, thankfully, through the, the pandemic, it has um, boomed uh, in, in, in the attendance. So we're at nearing capacity almost every day in that facility over on Hill Avenue. So we've grown, um, but we've also learned that our program delivery is in person. It is best done in person. You know, we, with a lot, uh, I'm sure alongside of other folks doing youth service, um, we tried the digital route and uh, tried doing programming and, and offering it on Zoom or different platforms. And it, it really didn't keep the kids' attention the way that our in-person instruction and programming does. So, you know, we have stories from youngsters when we open back up that they felt they were coming back home uh, because many of our kids, this is a home away from home. So um, we're excited that our doors are back open. Our pool is back open as well. Um, so the pool has actually been shuttered through the pandemic, as you can imagine, uh, with health and safety concerns, and then trying to find lifeguards, believe it or not. Uh, <clears throat> lifeguards and, and bus drivers has been a challenge, but this year we've, uh, we've succeeded in both areas. So. We feel as though we're back to business in full force. Um, and again, it goes back to the, the fact that Boys and Girls Clubs, uh, what sets us apart is that we're a physical space for these kids, as well as that mentor and adult who cares. So this is their clubhouse. These kids have ownership of that. They have a membership card when they come in. They have staff members that are there in every program area to make connections with them. They run the clubhouse. So having that back open and our, our membership numbers being able to flourish again is, is really helpful for us. Um, you know, we, we actually took a little bit of a dip, as you can imagine, during, during the pandemic, but we're rebuilding that number back up. Um, you know, speaking of membership, I think it's a perfect time to, 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 to ask the question, um, to be a member of the Boys and Girls Clubs of Toledo, <laughs> what do parents need to know? What do students need to know? Is there a fee? How, how do they get involved? Sure, absolutely. It's very simple. We only, uh, we only charge $3 a year uh, to be a member of the Boys and Girls Club of Toledo. If you're a, mem if you're a teen, it's $5. Um, if you are a Toledo Public Schools uh, student and our club is in that school, it's a free membership. Um, so we keep that cost to entry very simple. Um, and certainly we would never turn a child away if that was an issue for them or their family. Um, to be a member, you need to be in school. <clears throat> That's our only requirement. Uh, and if you're not in school, we're not going to, again, turn you away, but we're going to find out how to get you back in school. That can also be homeschool. Um, we just want to make sure that education is an important part of um, it's an important part of what, I, what we seek to uh, build in a youngster. And we want to make sure that that's already being reinforced at home um, as well. But 
it, it's simple, Tiffany. It's we try not to uh, put put restrictions on on kids coming and going. We're open in the summer months from eleven to uh, to five, and then the winter months from three thirty to seven thirty, eight o'clock. Um, and we're actually looking at exploring even more uh, spaces for our kids to experience uh, a Boys and Girls Club within more Toledo Public Schools. Uh, the schools have been an outstanding partner to us, and we're hoping this fall and in the winter we might be uh, working within even more public schools. That is awesome. And we only have a few more seconds. <laughs> but before we go, I have to mention Barefoot at the Beach. Yeah. Um, that's one way that people can involve can get involved and help the Boys and Girls Clubs of Toledo. So tell me really quickly about that. Sure. So Barefoot at the Beach. I think we're on our 21st or 22nd year of Barefoot at the Beach. And uh, back again in full force, we've got over 30 food vendors this year. We're also offering a VIP experience for a limited number of tickets. Folks can get in a little early, get in those, uh, get in those food lines and, uh, and uh, whet their appetites on all sorts of different food. We've got a great band coming again. Boaterhead is a band this year. Um, fireworks show. Uh, it's an event not to be missed right there on the shores of Lake Erie, August 13th. All right. Well, thank you so much, Billy Mann with the Boys and Girls Clubs of Toledo. I thank you for your time. Thank you, Tiffany, very much. Thank you. We'll be right back. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this Sunday edition of Leading Edge with Jerry Anderson. Again, I'm Tiffany Tarpley in for Jerry Anderson today, but I really hope you learned something new today about one of these organizations, NAMI Greater Toledo, Ovarian Cancer Connection, Boys and Girls Clubs of Toledo. I hope that it's inspired you maybe to give back and help one of these organizations or if not one of these organizations, some other organization that you might connect and be close with. Again, thank you so much for watching today. And I want you to have a great rest of your weekend. Enjoy your Sunday.